Welcome to the podcast of First Universalist Church of Minneapolis. We are a welcoming and progressive Unitarian Universalist congregation, deeply committed to love and justice. To learn more, visit us online at firstuniversalistchurch.org. This morning, with your mind on stretching your bones, <laughs> getting them moving, how many of you um, did some exercises this morning? Seriously? A little bit. A little bit, little bit here and there, okay. Did you stretch to loosen up those joints that get all curled up at night? Yes. All right, and uh, did you bend over and touch your toes and then come up slowly one vertebrae at a time? Anybody do that? All right, okay, okay. How about that flexing exercise where you put your toes out and you flex and you feel it in your calves? Anybody do that? Okay, oh, what? <laughs> Show off. <laughs> or about the one where you roll your head around and for those of us that have reached a certain age, you hear sounds. Anybody do that? Okay, good. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're all exercising. I'm glad you're all moving your bodies. I'm glad you all woke up this morning. And I'm also glad that you're doing it because we're going to need you to continue to exercise. Um, you're going to have to keep doing it in this country. Um, yesterday, while I was doing my stretches and things that I do being a 64-year-old parent of a very active two-year-old. I got a phone call from a student, a white student that I really adore at the seminary where I work, United Theological Seminary of the Twin Cities. He called me um, because students have access to me pretty much any time. And while I was doing my exercise, so I put him on speakerphone so that I could, could hear him. And he called to tell me that he was really stretched over these last couple of years, um, particularly with the death of George Floyd and all that surrounded that death, the trial, the uprising, etc. He said he felt like he had developed new capacities to understand the country that he had grown up in 
and to realize all of a sudden that it was probably a racist country. Um, and he said he was worried. He called me to tell me he was worried about the killing of another black man who wasn't shooting at the police, another black man who was startled in the middle of the night, so another black man who was murdered, shot three times in this city. He didn't know if, Kyle says, I don't know, Reverend Karen, if I have the strength to go through this one more time. He said he was tired of injustice. He was frustrated and angry by the justice system. He was frustrated and angry that um, there are these no-knock laws. So, like I said, he was on speakerphone, so while he's telling me about how tired and frustrated he was, I had to put my kettleball down and take a pause. And I paused and I flexed a bit and I said I understood that he was tired. I said, I know something about being tired of this country's behavior. I know what it looks like. I know what it feels like. I know what it sounds like as I listen to the stories of my great-grandfather, born right after the emancipation, who told me that the emancipation itself was just a coffee break. I know something about being tired, I told Kyle, because my father, the first, one of the first African-Americans to be admitted to Drexel University in Philadelphia in the 50s with an IQ was out the charts, how he was treated and relegated as if he was some kind of an idiot in his classes, even though he excelled. I know something about being tired from being the kid who desegregated the public schools in Philadelphia by my father putting me in a school in a different district when I was in second grade and taking a little pen, uh, fingernail clipper to school and being suspended for bringing a knife to school. Pigtails, big smile, second grade. I know something, Kyle, about being tired, and I reminded him, though, that any muscle worth developing, any muscle you put that kind of effort in to build up and to get it into the kind of strength that you think it needs to be in, any time you do that, it's worth it. It's worth it. He had built up a muscle that took a new posture against state-sponsored murder of black men. He took up a new spot, a spot posture in his body over the last couple of years. And I reminded him of his activities and what he did and that he should not retreat the development of that muscle, even if the work hurts sometimes, because muscle development matters. His work matters. Friends, once you start developing a muscle, it is apparent and operative in everything you do. You stand up better, you sit down better, you reach easier. And once we develop that woke justice muscle and you flex it every day, you see how useful it is. You see how fulfilling it is to stand up for what is right, what is just, and what is fair, and what is decent. You see how valuable it is, how resilient that muscle has become. So friends, this is where we are now, yet again, and we'll be here again and again and again.
But we may need to keep exercising that justice muscle in a little different ways this time. So I want you to join me and we're gonna, we're gonna speak. I, mean, I want us to say some words together. I want you to join me and repeat after me. We cannot retreat. We cannot give up. We cannot just lament. We must exercise our muscles. We must remain focused on goodness. We should fight back with love. With the strength we've acquired and the power of the people. Good stretch. Does that feel a little better? Everybody just roll around a little bit. You know, uh, there are some days that I don't believe this country is redeemable. But what choice do I have? What choice do you have? What choice do we have but to keep trying? There is no other choice. There is no other option. And is this that I say to welcome you to this church today? First Universalist of Minneapolis, a city that's exercising and flexing and will be for some time. I wanna say welcome to a community of communities, a community that's in many locations today, online and other places in the building and here in this space. Not only do we acknowledge the land that this space is on as land that was stolen basically and land that benefited from the enslaved, but it's also a building that was conscious of its safety in a world that was anti-Semitic here in Minneapolis, one of the most anti-Semitic cities in the country historically. This sanctuary, I don't know if any of you know this, was built up here instead of downstairs on the ground floor for safety. It was built to be up higher for safety because so many synagogues like this building was were vandalized and burnt and, and rampaged by, by gangs of, of fascist and anti-Semitic people here in Minneapolis. So this sanctuary is truly a sanctuary. And because of these many connections we make to the land and to the building, to the people and to all the diversity that is among us is why we can say our universalist faith is really, really big. It's so big, it can't leave anybody out. And we're building a muscular community of joy while it is so big and liberation for all of us. We're working to end injustice in every little way we can. And we want us to remember that we are moving towards something, not retreating from things. And now I hear the, see they all, this is being of a certain age. Now I'm the oldest person on the staff, so I can mess up certain ways, right? I can forget, it's okay. Now we're having Will and Alice come forward for the chalice lighting. That's what I messed up. Thank you. Love is the spirit of this church and service is its law. This is our great covenant to dwell together in peace to speak the truth in love, and to help one another. Mm -hmm. 
peace like a river. I've got peace like a river. I've got peace like a river in my soul. I've got peace like a river. I've got peace like a river. I've got peace like a river in my soul. I've got tears like the raindrops. I've got tears like the raindrops. I've got tears like the raindrops in my soul. I've got strength like a mountain. I've got strength like a mountain. I've got strength like a mountain in my soul. So I want to talk with you this morning about Amir Locke. Amir Locke was a 22-year-old young man born and raised here in our city of Minneapolis, Amir Locke. When I heard his name, I found myself wondering about it. You know, I'm always curious about what names mean. And I had some ideas about what Amir might mean, but I wasn't sure. So I went online and I looked it up and there are several different meanings depending on what culture some of them are ruler, prosperous one, and prince. So I got to wondering how his parents might have chosen this name, Amir, for their beautiful black son. I wondered if it was one of the many things that they did to remind him, to remind those around him of his beauty and his power and potential to remind him and those around him of his dignity and worth. On the news, Amir's mother said that he had ambitions of producing music, that he was a musician. He thought that might be his career. And he had hoped that he would be able to help out youth that was something he felt like he could do well, a way he might change the world for the better. And he had a hope, a hope that if he were successful in his career, he might be able to take care of his whole family. On Thursday, Amir was shot and killed by police who burst into an apartment looking for someone else. His life ended very suddenly his family and friends, his community, all of us. We're heartbroken. And so again, we ask, what do we do when these horrible things happen, when they continue to happen over and over again? We remember that we just start with the basics, right? Back to what we know so well. This practice of breathing, that's a good place to start if we don't know what to do. If it's hard for you to remember to breathe, just giving yourself a little reminder right here in your chest, tapping. Might remind you to draw in air. 
And then we can remember to say aloud the name of the person who died, Amir Alak. A beautiful name. We can hold it in our mouth in a loving way, Amir Alak. Maybe tonight at dinner we can sit down with our family and we could light a candle to honor Amir. And we could hold him and his loved ones, his community, in a prayer. At home and at church, we can lament together. That means we might grieve or rage or cry out or shake or sing together. We take care of each other. Kids, you can talk to your grown-ups and ask them questions and tell them how you're feeling and what you're thinking about. And if you're confused or scared or sad, you can ask for help. Actually, that's not just for the kids. Maybe a song or a story, a hug, getting out in nature, a long drive, watching a movie together on the couch, whatever it is that you know is comforting to you. Those are things we can do. Maybe we can offer help and love to others as well. You could make a card to send to Amir's family. You could bring a flower to leave in the place where he died. Amir's parents talked about being upset that when he died, he died in a way that let them know the people around him saw him as a criminal, as a bad person, and they want us to know, they want their community to know that Amir was a good young man who was raised with values, who was raised with morals. So we can tell that story too. That's a way we can help. We can keep the real story of this young man alive. We can remember him as a dreamer, a musician, someone who loved and was loved, who is loved. And as always, we then can follow the lead of wise black leaders in our community to do what we can to make a difference in the world. And all of us, regardless of our age, can do something. We can show up for a march or a vigil. We can make a sign, make a donation. We can encourage our grown-ups to vote. We don't give up. We believe in the power of working together, and we believe, we know, that liberation is possible. So, Amir Locke, today we remember you, we celebrate your life, and we resolve to do our part to make the world a better and safer place. Somewhere there is more love. Somewhere we're gonna keep on till we find it. There is more love. Somewhere. There is more peace somewhere. There is 
keep on till we find it. There is more love. There is more peace. There is more love. Circle round. Circle round. Circle round. Each week when we gather for worship, we imbue the world with those things that we say have worth. Justice. Honesty, integrity, compassion, humility, care. Circle round, then, dear ones. Circle round as we wrap ourselves in this single garment of destiny. Circle round as we examine together this cloth that enfolds us. Feel it on your skin. Feel it beneath your fingers. Let your body feel what it means to exist within a single garment of destiny. Circle round. Circle round as we examine together this cloth that unfolds us and enfolds us. Circle round as we repair the places it has become frayed or torn. Circle round as we knit back together the web that has loosened, as we mend the weft that has been pulled to its breaking point. Circle round. Circle round. Circle round. That our care may encircle us and the whole wide world. As we come into this time of prayer, as we come into this time of circling around,
Let's share silence for a few moments. Find in these moments of quiet the prayer that our heart is calling for. We circle round this morning for all those imprisoned in the many ways we imprison our fellow human beings. We pray for release from the physical prisons of jail, of correctional institutions, of detention in the name of borders and immigration status. Our prayers circle round those whose lives are constrained by addiction, by illnesses known and unknown, by white supremacy, by patriarchy, by ableism, by the illusions of capitalism that incline us away from our common humanity and toward a view of each other as a means to an end, an other to be competed with, dominated, secured against and defended from. The circle of our hearts reaches out to parents, to grandparents, to chosen family and the many adults who are caring for children. To care for another is holy work. And our hearts reach out to the many in our midst caring for loved ones in decline. We hold you as you care for those you love while watching them slowly slip away. To care for another is holy work. And our hearts rejoice with those celebrating this morning, celebrating new love, new work, fresh snow, an uplifting diagnosis, a moment of quiet in the midst of overfull lives. And we surround in gratitude those in our community who have devoted themselves to lives of deep and intentional spiritual practice. We feel the impact of your efforts. Our community is better for it and we bow to you, acknowledging this gift you create and share. And the circle of our love and gratitude surrounds all those taking to the streets to demand accountability from the police and some measure of justice. After the loss of another young black man in our midst, may your call for justice ring loudly through the streets, through the halls of power echoing through our hearts and throughout this land that we might build a new way. And here in our community, there is much that we carry this morning. And so I invite you to speak aloud, to share in the chat, to hold in the silence of your heart those things that you would like to surround in care this morning. There is so much that we carry this morning. Congregation, will you pray with me? 
spirit of life. Spirit of love. Radiant spark that animates and endows our lives. Help us to keep breathing. There is so much moving in the world and in our lives right now. So much, so much to try to figure out. May we breathe and may the breath carry our knowing deeper in our bodies. May our hearts lead the way. May our hearts lead the way to opening, to knowing that there is more love, that there is more truth, that there is more hope than the stories that we hear on the news or see on social media. May our hearts remember that the fullness of life is a vast and almost unknowable story that is never captured in its final moments or in any moments, but in the whole sweep Spirit of life, spirit of love. Help us to have the faith that we can hold this too. Help us to remember that this community circles around us. Help us to trust that we can bring to this circle all that we hold, all that we are, and in it find what we were looking for, find what we need. May it be so, and amen. Circle wrong for freedom Circle round for peace For all of us imprisoned Circle for release Every day is a day for poetry. Today we have a few poems from the great writer, essayist, author of many things, Langston Hughes. If you don't know who he is, go home and as the kids say, Google it. <laughs> I too. I too sing America. I am the darker brother. They send me to eat in the kitchen when company comes, but I laugh and eat well and grow strong. Tomorrow, I'll be at the table when company comes. Nobody will dare say to me, eat in the kitchen then. Besides, they'll see how beautiful I am. 
and be ashamed. I too am American. Justice. That justice is a blind goddess, is a thing to which we black were wise, her banded hides two festering sores that once perhaps were eyes. My people, the night is beautiful, so the faces of my people. The stars are beautiful, so the eyes of my people. Beautiful also is the sun, beautiful also are the souls of my people. Oppression. Now dreams are not available to the dreamers, nor songs to the singers. In some lands, dark night and cold steel prevail, but the dream will come back and the song break its jail. Warning, Negroes, sweet and docile, meek, humble and kind, beware the day they change their mind. Wind in the cotton fields, gentle breeze, beware the hour it uproots the trees. Circle for each soul, for the children of our children, keep the circle whole. Keep the circle whole. Keep the circle whole. This is our job. This is our work, this is our faith. A circle so wide that everyone is included. A love so fierce that no one will be let go. This is the center of our universalist faith. A circle kept whole. A circle ever expanding. A circle of love and hope so powerful that grows in each of our hearts that it cannot help but overflow toward each other and in our community. A circle kept whole. This is who we are. This is what we are about. There is time and space and need for mourning, for grief, to allow the feelings to flow through us and wash over us like waves and to breathe in the calm spaces and regather our strength. But the waves don't keep coming and we don't go anywhere. That is who we are. So I'll tell you, that my plan for today had been to preach on this phrase, even so, even so. Comes out of a poem by, the, by Raymond Carver, the writer, poet, storyteller. The last poem he wrote in his life called Late Fragment, where he asks the question, and did you get what you wanted from this life, even so? 
Even so with a pandemic, even so with oppression and racism, even so with loss, with the challenges that each of us face in our lifetime, even so, did you get what you wanted from this life? Now Carver says he wanted to know himself beloved. I want to know myself a part of something greater than just my life. I also want to know myself, beloved, I bet you do too, beloved and part of a bigger movement, a bigger project, a bigger life, a bigger change, where we make real what we say is at the center of our faith, a circle wide enough to hold us all, a love so fierce it will not let any of us go. That is what I want to be a part of. So I'm not going to do so much preaching today as I will do encouraging us to practice. It's not a time, maybe never is a time for grand proclamations and just words, but rather a time for practice, for rooting in, for anchoring down, for knowing what is important and leaning into it. This love and hope and this fierce commitment this knowing ourselves a part of something greater than just our own individual lives, a part of a project of creating joy and liberation and justice, not just for us, but for those to come. That is the project we are a part of, and we are a part of a long line of people, of movements who have been doing this work for all time. People past, present, and pulling us forward into the future. And they are calling us to practice. And when I say practice, what I mean is we do something, and then we do it again, and then we do it again, and then we do it again. Learning each time, strengthening the muscles, as Reverend Karen said. We are in a time of practice, of strengthening. And we have learned a lot over these last two years, 10 years, 100 years, 400 years. But I'll call upon a few of the things that we have learned over these last two years. As we have lived in this pandemic time together, we have gotten very clear about what we are about as a church and what our faith calls us to do. We have gotten very clear that first our attention goes to those who are most impacted and most harmed in any situation, offering care. That's the first move. Second, we tell the truth about what is going on. No lies, no cover-ups, no fake news, just tell the truth. We care for those most impacted. We tell the truth. We engage in self-care and community care, caring for each other. We breathe. We deepen our spiritual practice. And we get about the work in whatever way works for us. Each of us, as my colleague, Reverend Ashley Haran says, taking a shift for the revolution. We each take shifts for the revolution of love and hope. And I say this because this is not only a political movement or a social movement. A revolution of love and hope is a revolution of the heart, of our hearts, a continued fierce softening, openness to each other holding on to hope when hope is hard to find. 
That is the revolution of love and hope we are about. That is what is taking place in our own hearts, in our interactions with each other, and what we are trying to draw out in the larger world. A revolution of love and hope. So today I invite us into practice. What does that look like for you? How do you hold steady to what you know is true, to the life you are trying to live into, the communities we are trying to create? How do you practice? Is it in the way you care for yourself, for someone in your family, for someone in your community? Is it in protest and solidarity? Is it in fighting for change? What does it look like? And how will it shift shape throughout the day today and tomorrow and tomorrow? We know there is a gap. Some days a very large gap between the faith that we proclaim and the world that we live in. Black liberation theologian James Cohn said that we come to church on Sunday mornings in order to see how far we are from the actualization of our dream. What is the gap between where we are and where we want to go? The gap is large for us, but we can close that gap in our actions in the ways that we live into our faith, when we take love as an action word. There are things we can do in our shifts for the revolution. So today I ask you to find a way to create some beauty, to grow some love, to find your place, our place together as each of us does our part. Our beloved minister emeritus John Cummins used to say that we add the work of our lives, the literal dust of our bodies to the mountaintop of humanity so that those who come after us might rise a little higher and see a little further. He was known to say, I am here. I will do what I can. I am here. I will do what I can. I ask us to take up that phrase as our own mantra. I am here. We are here. We will do what we can. What will it be for you? I am here. I will do what I can. I will take my shift for the revolution of love and hope in my heart my life, my community, each of us doing our part to keep the circle whole. May this be our charge, our work, our love. Amen. We are building a new way. We are building a new way. We are Thank you for listening to this podcast from First Universalist Church of Minneapolis. We are a welcoming community that finds strength in the diversity of identities of all who find inspiration and comfort here. 
If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider supporting our ministry. Text First Univ, that's F I R S T U N I V, to 73256 to make your gift. If you are able to join us in person for Sunday worship, we'd love to see you in church. To learn more, visit us online at firstuniversalistchurch.org. Peace and freedom is our cry. We can feed our every need. 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 Start with love that is the seed. We can feed our every need. We are building a new way. We are building a new We are building a new way. We are building a new way. We are building a new way. We are building a new feeling stronger, feeling stronger every day. We are building a new way. I'm on my way. I'm on my way to the freedom land. I'm on my way to the freedom land. I'm on my way to the freedom land. I'm on my way. Great God, I'm on my way. One more time, one more time. I'm on my way. And I won't turn back. I'm on my way. And I won't turn back. I'm on my way. And I won't turn back. I'm on my way, everybody, great God, I'm on my way, I've got peace like a river, Thank you, thank you, thank you, rhythm section. Oh my goodness, the pulse is so, is so strong in the house. I love it. I've got strength like a mountain. I've 
I've got peace, I've got peace like a river, I've got peace like a river, I've got peace like a river in my soul, in my soul, I've got peace like a river, I've got peace like a river, I've got peace like a river. Oh, I forgot my favorite one. I've got joy like a fountain. I've got joy like a fountain. I've got joy like a fountain. I've got joy like a fountain in my soul. I've got joy like a fountain. I've got joy like a fountain. I've got joy like like a fountain in my soul I'm on my way and I won't turn back I'm on my way and I won't turn back I'm on my way and I won't turn back I'm on my way, great God, I'm on my way. Last time, I'm on my way. I'm on my way, great God, I'm on my way. I didn't mean to lie, but I did. One more time. I'm on my way, great God, I'm on my way. Friends, go into the rest of the world remembering that we have sung together. And go, and if you dare, and I'm talking about whether you're seated down or walking out, do hear me, hear me with this too. Choose to believe that your voice is beautiful. Choose to believe that you have something of beauty to express with your voice. Find it and shout. Go in peace, my friends. Amen. <laughs>